You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast about love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak, and happy birthday to me, happy birthday to me, happy birthday dear me, happy birthday to me. That's right, it is my birthday episode. I am turning the big 4-0, and we have a very special guest to help me celebrate today. We have Roxanne, one of my writing comrades who is 70 years old, and she is such an inspiration to me. So she is going to give us some of her best love and life advice, which is very apropos for this birthday special. So let's celebrate. Hi, I'm Roxanne Darling. I live in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I'm a writer. I'm an artist. I'm a student of consciousness and a lover of nature. So this is for my birthday episode. I am turning 40 in late September and I thought I would feel weird or, you know, like growing up, people would say like over the hill and, you know, it was like such this thing. And I thought I would feel some type of way about it. And I Mm -hmm. don't, I wound up being like, oh, this is awesome. Like I just keep getting better with age and it's actually not a big deal. But anyway, you are a person that makes me really excited about getting older and the possibilities. So I wanted to have you on this episode and talk about, you know, some of your choices and how they turned out in your life. And I'm also thinking about whether or not to have kids. So I thought we could talk about a few things like that. Sure. So I guess let's start with the child-free thing. Was that an active decision for you? And are you happy with how it turned out? Yes, it was an active decision that changed over the course of my childbearing years. When I was younger, I definitely did not want to have children. And I think that was a direct response to my own traumatic childhood. And Mm -hmm. I was a child of the 60s in the Vietnam War and Nixon and pollution and all of that. And I just thought, this is not a place to bring a child into. And the world doesn't need my child. Skip over a bunch of time. And I got married and my husband really wanted to have children. And so we tried very hard and had a lot of fun. Uh, But... (laughs) I did not get pregnant. And we ended up divorcing. He went on and had a child. So I guess it was my issue. Uh, you might say I I used Silva mind control for birth <laughs> control in college. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of that. What is that? Well, I had a lot of problems with birth control. The pill made me crazy. Mm-hmm. The diaphragm, I bled constantly or the um, IUD, and then the diaphragm just hurt. I guess I'm small down there or something. And I just gave up. And it again, to repeat, it was the 70s. We were having a lot of sex. It was (laughs) pre-AIDS. And so I learned in Berkeley about Jose Silva mind control. And I basically put a psychic lock on my womb. And perhaps that is the explanation, or perhaps I'm just infertile. Oh my God. That is so interesting. Yeah. So you like, you had consciously decided for sure at this point, that's not 
something that you wanted aside from this relationship where you were trying? Yeah. So the college years were was before the marriage. And, you know, in retrospect is what I'm saying. Maybe I really locked that baby up. Uh, uh-huh. I do have a strong mind. It's part of my survival skill. Uh, but anyway, I couldn't unlock it or I am just basically infertile, but I didn't have a kid. And I'm really happy now. I love being an auntie uh-huh. and I really believe parents, uh, I hardly ever use the word need, but I do think parents need a wider circle of friends, adults mm-hmm. that they trust, that they can let care for their children and give them a break and let the children have someone else's point of view. Yeah. So you have friends that like you were just at a niece's graduation and things like that. So you are like an active part of your friends, kids lives, correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, That girl, Kylie, is not actually a blood relative. She's what we call in Hawaii a Hanai daughter. I was at her birth and have traveled with her and done a gazillion things with her and she's as close to a daughter as I can get. Yeah. I do think we need to take more of a like community approach to, you know, child rearing. That is one of the things that is holding me back. I I don't think I don't have a strong maternal instinct, but like when we went to Helsinki for the podcast, it's so feminist over there. They give you a package. They make it easy for you to have a kid and the social fabric just feels different. And I, when I was over there, I was like, oh, maybe in this context, I could have a kid and I would feel okay about it. But if I just did this (laughs) with just me and even with my partner, I would just feel like so alone in that experience. And I don't think I am necessarily cut out for that. I don't think enough people recognize how hard it is. And it does take uh, the village. very literally, especially in the early years, but even in the later years, you know, when the, when your kid is driving you crazy, you really want to pass them off to someone. And that auntie is the perfect person. <laughs> totally. So find, find your tribe and then think about having a baby because a lot of the climate people that I follow, they say, have one child, you know, that's still not growing the population, but we need, we need good people in the world that mm-hmm. want to help us make it a better place. Yeah. The climate's another huge reason that I'm like, I don't even know if I had a kid, like, is this whole place going to be on fire? I don't, I don't know. Are we certainly possible? (laughs) Yeah. Running away from natural disasters together. (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Fortunately, humanity has proven over the many, many thousands of years, there's a subset of us who love solving really hard problems. Thank goodness for them. Yeah. The rest of us are just kind of out living our lives. I hope those people arise to the occasion soon. (laughs) (laughs) So you have decades of relationship experience. And what have you learned as far as like your best relationship advice? And also the other side of that coin in like knowing when to leave and knowing when to honor yourself as like the most important relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, the last part is the most important. And that's what I think I have finally learned in the last year, uh, because last December, I broke up with my partner of 23 years. 
And it's kind of blowing my mind how much I filled in the blanks of who he was based on my own desires. Hmm. And uh, when my own desires were not being met, I just sort of assumed, I, I gave him all the benefit of the doubt and it wasn't reciprocal. So it's that saying, when people show you who they are, believe them. We just can't say that enough. If they want to change, they will, but you have to let them know the way you're being, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with love, has nothing to do with potential, has nothing to do with talent. It has to do with, does that other person have control of their neuroses? We all have them, but if they're running us wild, it's an impossible situation and I stayed way too long. So there's another saying, water seeks its own level. And I really don't like it when people complain about their exes as if it was all their fault, because Mm -hmm. guess what? I stayed Mm -hmm. year after year evidence after evidence, because I kept hoping and, you know, seeing one little glimmer and then I would live off that. So I hope I don't do that again. (laughs) Yeah. So are you in the season of like, just enjoying your singleness and living your best life and then when and if something happens and you see an equal partner, you know, you're open to that or where are you at right now? I'm only in the last month have I started feeling any kind of awakening that I want to have something. I don't even want to, relationship is just too generic of a word. I don't even know what that means at the moment in terms of what I want, but uh, I like people and I like being in relationship. I'm very self-contained. I'm, I have a dog and a nice house. I can live by myself very happily. But I'm very open. And then, you know, part of the hard part in the breakup was like, oh, my God, I'm 70. I'm done. But of course, I know that's not true. That's so not true. Because there's plenty of people that find love and relationship in their 80s, in their 90s. (laughs) But I understand that feeling because even I feel like that starts to happen to people sometimes in their 30s. You know, they'll be like, oh, my God, I don't want to start over. It's like, however old you are it always feels like, oh, this is going to be terrible. Especially with the child thing hanging over, because that is a biological thing that's real. But again, if you never have children, life is still really good. I mean, there's a ton of freedom. (laughs) I've been able to do a lot of things I couldn't do if I had had children. So I just believe in making the most of what I have. I don't like sitting on the pity pot. I don't like extended periods of feeling sorry for myself because it just doesn't feel good. And I can always see many people in five seconds who have it so much worse. So we'll see what life brings me. I think I'm a nice person. I take care of myself and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Think about how much time you spend at home. Does your home really make you feel great? If not, it's time to change it. Now picture yourself coming home, seeing beautiful new furniture from Jordan's. Eating out or a vacation, those things just come and go. But walking into your room and loving what you see, you'll enjoy that every day. Right now, come to Jordan's Furniture and get 15% off everything or get up to 60 months with no interest. Call 1-866-245-4722 for financing details. Restrictions apply. Subject to credit approval. 
Hey, privates. Boo, boo, privates with penises. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Our sponsor, Fleshlight, can help you reach new heights with your self pleasure. And that is because Fleshlight is the number one selling male sex toy in the world. And they don't just leave you hanging over there. At Fleshlight, you can explore sex toys with expert guides and advice, especially if you're a beginner or you're looking to level up. If you have been listening to the show for a while, you know how I feel about self-pleasure, and it is very, very good. And I definitely endorse using sex toys. I have a lot of fun with sex toys myself. So with the Fleshlight Girls series, you can embrace your wildest porn star fantasies with a different porn actress every night. What? With the variety of models, sensations, and intensities, you can live out limitless fantasies. And you can automate your fantasies with a universal launch that fits most Fleshlight products. With its innovative touch control system, just set the controls, sit back, and enjoy. And you have pleasure right in your hands. Your pleasure is in your complete control. And as the ultimate male pleasure device on the market, it's as versatile as you are. Anatomical, stamina building, vibrating, or made for couples, you name it. You define your luxury moment. And I just want to say, if you have any shame around sex toys, please don't. It is so much better than being weird with girls because you feel kind of desperate or whatever. Fleshlight just allows you to chill out, wait for the right girl when she comes, and in the meantime, you know you are going to be getting yours and having a good time. So you don't even have to sweat it. And right now, Fleshlight is offering Private Parts Unknown listeners 10% off your order with our code PRIVATE10. So you just go to ppupod.com. That's the website, ppupod.com. You click Fleshlight and you use the promo code PRIVATE10 to get 10% off your delicious new device. Again, that is ppupod.com and enter code PRIVATE10. And it really helps support the show. It helps support yourself and your own sex drive. So go ahead and use the link in the episode description. We can all be horny together. We can keep this podcast going. So get yourself a flashlight and get yourself off. So you've already shared a little, but what are other life lessons you wish you would have learned at 40? You know, you said you're 70 now. With three extra decades of wisdom, what are some lessons you wish you would have known? Um, for me and my background, which was re- very kind of corporate, I, I wish I had learned how to enjoy life sooner and bigger. I've always worried about what other people think and about not upsetting the apple cart because I don't like upset apple carts. Like I don't <laughs> like that kind of Sturm and Drang. But I took too much of it on my shoulders that it was my responsibility when, in fact, I can just walk away and I can do things I want to do. And if it upsets other people, that's their problem. I'm not here to take care of them in that way. So that's probably my number one. And that's why I really every year that I've gotten older, I've gotten freer in that area. And I think that's especially true for women. I hope it's true for men. I don't know. But I know it's definitely true for women because we are the designated caregivers and keepers of everyone else's souls, whatever that means. So yes, be more free, be more happy. And you know, the irony, of course, is people have more fun with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the people that are too neurotic, they fall away. You know, mm-hmm. they fall away. 
what else? I am a huge fan of taking care of myself. I don't want to be old and stuck in a chair, you know, and I can't do for myself. So I am pretty serious. I'm I'm at the extreme end of that spectrum of, you know, do nothing to do anything I can. So one of my earlier careers was a health coach for Johnson & Johnson. And so I have a lot of tentacles in the health field. So I read a lot, but I just happen to love being in nature. I love walking. I'm a freak. I like exercising. I know a lot, most people don't. I do too. But I feel better. I feel better. And I've dealt with a lot of depression in my life. And if I don't do it, like in a week, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if something's going on, I mean, I've hardly ever gone a week without doing much. But if I sort of slip into a pattern where I'm doing the bare minimum or whatever, it comes back. And nobody wants me in that state because it's definitely not fun. You know, it's a challenge right now that's kind of controversial because we have a big emphasis on body positivity and it was Mm -hmm. so needed because we've just been insane, especially about how we criticize women's bodies. And um, I'm 100% a fan of that. But now it feels like it's almost tipping. Like if you take really good care of yourself, you're a narcissist, you're bad, you're just ego, you're this. And I just don't accept that at all. I just accept that this is my tool. This Mm -hmm. is how I express myself and get around in the world. And I want to take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like obsessed with, I don't know if you know, Peter Atiyah and David Sinclair, and I'm all about their health span advice and... I feel the same way. Yeah. When I go yeah, to- that's, They're good because they, they make me look sort of normal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not drawing blood every week. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> totally. But I feel you on the mental health thing. Like when I go to my workout class, it feels like meditation to me almost. It's as much for my mental health as it is for my physical health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to own an exercise and dance and yoga studio and over and over. I mean, my whole point of starting it was for Mm self-esteem, you know, like I didn't care if you lost weight or not or anything. I just knew you'd feel better after you got your heart rate up for an hour. Mm -hmm. And that is lost in the fitness community because it's so much about external appearances instead of that internal experience. For sure. So, I mean, that's that's a little bit on the physical, but you look fucking amazing, Roxanne. When you <laughs> So, we're taking a writing class together. Roxanne is writing a book. I am as well. Uh, so, when you said how old you were, I was like, oh, my jaw was on the floor. So, give us a few beauty tips. I mean, how okay. can you look that fucking amazing? Lotion, 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 <laughs> lotion. lotion. <laughs> What's this magical lotion you speak of? <laughs> no, any kind of lotion. It doesn't have to be expensive. But I never get out of the shower without lotioning my face and my whole body. And that actually started because I grew up in Michigan. And in the winters, my skin would crack and bleed because mm-hmm. I just was delicate. And my mother used to put Vaseline on me. And I'm just now in the habit, even when I lived in Hawaii, and it's humid and lush and beautiful there. I still lotioned every time I got out of the water. And I think that's made a huge difference. I'm living in the desert now and it's it's a struggle. But yeah, I exercise, lotion, positive self-talk, 
it can't hurt, right? Right. Um, I used to criticize myself so much. I got breast implants when I had my aerobic studio because I felt like a child. I had I was one of those completely flat women who had no boobs whatsoever. And I thought I needed them, you know, to like put myself out in the world. And uh, after 25 years, I had them taken out and I'm much happier, mm-hmm. um, you know, but it, it's just to say we experiment, you know, and it is our own bodies. We get to do what we want with our own bodies. I don't plan on having any other kind of surgery. I had 16 stitches for skin cancer in my nose and I try to ignore that. Oh, but, really? Uh, yeah, it's it's not too bad. I have a little hole no, there. No, you can't even tell. Yeah, it's pretty invisible. And thank God I, you don't have skin cancer anymore. <laughs> I know, I know. That's really true. But um, sidebar, if we may, Barbie. Yes. I had this idea after watching that movie that, you know, we've, we've given Barbie all the bad rap that she set up these impossible beauty standards for women. Fine, I get that. And I believe that for a long time. And I had Barbies as a child. But it occurred to me, that with her big projectile boobs, she basically <laughs> was out there saying, we're women, we've got boobs, bitches, get over it. <laughs> and I think that's part of her contribution. <laughs> I mean, women still can't go topless. You know, there's still just so much messed up about women and our bodies. So. I mean, that movie... Man, I did, was not expecting to cry, but I was like definitely crying a little bit like during that feminist monologue. And it's like people were criticizing it a little bit. They're like, oh, this is, you know, old school feminism. And it's like, yeah, OK, well, maybe we're not as far along as we like to think we are. Maybe sometimes we still need to acknowledge that that's still what it feels like to be a woman a lot of the time. I'm one of those old feminists (laughs) who didn't get jobs and didn't think to call a lawyer because it was, you know, like just too long ago. Do you feel the advancement? Do you see it? Oh, yeah. Are we advancing? Tons. We are advancing. And I think one of the biggest areas is, you know, because young women are, quote, flaunting, don't like that word because that's not what they're doing. They're just dressing the way they want to dress. They're dressing the way they want to dress. Mm-hmm. And the old trope that you're asking for it, no, no, I'm not. This is just who I am. I'm a female. I'm not a male. Mm-hmm. I don't find myself, you know, by putting on a navy blue suit. I have boobs. I have a mm-hmm. midriff. You know, it feels good for the air to touch it. And so much more progress in that area. Much more progress in jobs and, you know, and men even coming along. <laughs> But we have a long ways to go. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me on this birthday episode and giving so much lovely advice. Is there anything else you would like to share with the privates about how to live your best life at 70? Oh, gosh. My mantra is just self-acceptance. You know, when it's getting rough and I feel bad or confused or whatever, I just repeat this mantra i love myself i love myself it's amazing how powerful it can be you can and can just run it in there and you know after about a hundred times kind of wake up out of the stupor (laughs) yeah 
It's way better than I hate myself. I hate myself. (laughs) It it really is. But it it takes like consciously remembering to do it. So sticky note on the computer. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Thank you so much, Roxanne. Thank you for having me and have a wonderful 40th birthday. Thank you. Yay! Happy birthday to me indeed. And thanks again to Roxanne. She is so wonderful. I cannot wait for her book to come out. And you can see some of her visual art already on Instagram if you want to check it out. Give her a follow at Roxanne Darling on Instagram. And thank you for tuning into this episode of Private Parts Unknown. Make sure you stay tuned right here because I have got another sexy episode coming your way next week and to make sure you are notified of the latest episodes look down and make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast player now on spotify it's like a follow button and a bell button on most of the other apps it's a follow or a subscribe button and to stay in touch between episodes follow me at courtney kosak that is k-o-c-a-k on instagram and twitter and follow the show at private parts unknown on instagram and at private parts un on twitter and privates i am shamelessly trying to hit the top one percent on only fans always and forever that would actually be such an amazing birthday gift so if you are interested in a playboy style peek behind the podcast a very horny way to help support the show you can subscribe to my OnlyFans account at coco peep show so it's onlyfans.com slash coco peep show again onlyfans.com slash coco peep show and of course subscribe to our newsletter just go to privatepartsunknown.substack.com there is a link in the episode description for that And if you don't already know, the Private Parts Unknown YouTube channel has been resurrected. It is back from the dead, baby. And there are new videos with Gigi Engel, Dr. Amir Murashi, Multi Amory, Lola Jean, Samaya Burton, and now Roxanne Darling on the channel. So make sure you check it out. It is youtube.com slash private parts unknown. Again, youtube.com slash private parts unknown. And make sure you subscribe. It really helps us out. And shout out to Amy Rausch for the bomb-ass theme music. For more info about Amy and her music, check out amyrausch.com. That is Amy, R-A-A-S-C-H.com. This episode was mixed by my ride-or-die audio guy, Michael Castaneda of Plastic Audio. And after enjoying this content, could we ask you for a quick favor? Just go to ratethispodcast.com slash private and give us a five-star rating and review. We have actually got some rating and review goals right now. So we are trying to get to 150 ratings on Spotify. We are currently at 117. So if you want to help us out on Spotify, you just go to the upper left-hand corner of our page. You click the star button and then you click all five stars and voila, you have helped us out. And on Apple Podcasts, we are up to... 275 ratings and we're trying to get to 350 so if you are on apple podcasts it would mean so much to us if you could give us a five-star rating and a review with your sweet nothings what you love about the show maybe a sweet comment about roxanne or hey maybe a happy birthday message to yours truly i would love that that would be an amazing birthday gift for a super easy way to give us a rating and review, just go to ratethispodcast.com slash private. 
Again, ratethispodcast.com slash private. And hey, there is another way you can support the show. We are now on the Fountain app. So if you are listening on a V4V platform and you get value from this show, you can support us by sending a boostogram. And if you send a boostogram, you can even send a comment along with your boost. Maybe a happy birthday message. I love to get boostograms. So that's another birthday gift option. (laughs) Thank you so much. You guys are the best. Until next time, stay curious and keep exploring. Love you, privates.